1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. We are all entitled to sexual health just as much as physical and mental health.
0: We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However, they engage with us, there's no wrong door.
1: So,
2: it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming,
1: talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy.
2: Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County.
1: Your sexual health matters. Visit DoItForYouMC.org.
2: Welcome, Rush Nation, to the final fast action Friday of 2022, and what a season we have had! Joining me to see out the year, I am delighted to say we have a full lineup. Whoop, whoop. Uh, we have managed to get off IR and finish the season as we started. So let's get to it. Hey, Rob, how's it going, mate?
1: Oh, it was looking close, wasn't it? It was looking close. Um, I feel like we're in this period. I, you know, I think Friday snuck up on us, and uh, I think everyone feels it when there's a, the period between Christmas and New Year where no one knows what day it is, no one knows what time I it is.
2: still.
1: Yeah, and you just, you know, you're eating chocolate in the morning. You know, you, you for breakfast. You know, just trying to get through everything you've got to get through, and then, you know, in the meantime, we've got fantasy football to talk about and and championships to win.
2: Yeah, I apologise for last week. I'm sorry that life just snuck up on me.
1: No, it does, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it does. It's that yeah, time so of it's
2: year. As you say, it's this time of year that it just all goes crazy. Time goes out the window
0: and nobody knows what's going on. Uh, and Lewis, hey mate, how's it going? Yeah, all good. I also apologise for last Friday. Uh, some family decided to come a bit early and you know... <laughs> come, come right now as well. <laughs> like, um, and now, yeah. But now I've been living off Pringles and terry's chocolate orange and things like that for the last few days as i think everyone pretty much does at this time yeah, of year and, uh, but yeah all good all good brilliant
2: right then it is our last one of the year last one of the season uh so let's get to it thursday night throwback all right so a quick overview the cowboys at the titans two teams resting some key players at a crucial time for our fancy teams uh, especially with it being the uh, fantasy Super Bowl weekend, uh, Henry Pollard, Tannehill, even Malik Willis all missed the game, so uh, it was a bit of a weird one. A sloppy game from both teams, but the Cowboys just had bigger plays and a better team to give them the win. Strange, uh, straight into the quarterback coverage. Starting quarterbacks Dak had two interceptions to his name in this game, although one of them was his receivers was it in his receivers' hands. It bobbled out and just ended up throwing it into the air for a Titan to pick it off. Uh, The other one's definitely um, all on him. Um, That's 14 for the season, which is a tied league high for interceptions. Uh, Just note that Dak has also missed five games this season as well. So that is uh, not a great stat. Uh, He also fumbled the ball, which also went the Titans' way as well. That wasn't great, Uh, but he was only sacked once. So some positive stats for him. He did have two very nice touchdowns, 282 passing yards from 29 completions. Now for the Titans, not the best start for Dobbs he was looking for. Um, He did have some nice throws. I managed to get to 232 passing yards from 20 completions, and he did get his touchdown, but that was overshadowed for me by some rusty mistakes. Two from balls, one of which Dalton picked up. Two sacks and an easy interception down the right sideline
0: to try and force the game as well. Derek Carr has the same amount of interceptions as Dak, but he's played five more games, like he says, and he's been benched. Obviously, there's some other stuff going on in the background there to do with his contracts and things and stuff they'll have to pick up if he plays in these games and gets injured or whatever. But, yeah, so Dak hasn't had the best of years, has he?
2: No, not when you were thinking that he was going to be coming back and starting fresh with this, this team. That actually looks pretty strong, to be fair. And, I yeah. mean, they've got, the, they've got the wins behind them. But something still just doesn't feel right with him. So,
0: I don't know. We shall, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. And Dallas was without Tony Pollard this week, which, jumping into the offensive coverage now, So Zeke and Malik Davis, they struggled to get anything going on on the ground for the Cowboys. Zeke did nab a touchdown. It was a sort of vintage Zeke performance last night. Not many yards, but he did score. Um, Saved his night for fantasy football. And it was much the same for the Titans without Derek Henry, of course, but... Um, Robert Woods and Trelon Burks both had a nice amount of targets, got into double-figure fantasy points with Dobbs under centre. He had his issues, obviously, but sort of one of those things where he was thrown in the deep end. 14.9 points for Woods last night. It was his best fantasy outing of the season. He saved it for Championship Week. And it was his joint most targets of the season with nine But C.D. Lamb led the way out of all the wide receivers with 100 yards off 11 catches on 14 targets, of course, from Dak. 21 points in PPR leagues. Dalton Schultz night, though, wasn't it? And um, another two-touchdown game. He had one a few weeks back. 24.6 points in PPR leagues. So that's a real potential difference maker in your fantasy championship
1: games if um if you've had him stashed on your bench as well because of the Thursday night game thinking Do you know what it might be worthwhile starting him some some people might be regretting their choice here the Dallas d- offense just did not look the same without Pollard being be able to make those sweeping runs mm-hmm. or just having that agility to dash through you know defenders tackles they, they i think the cowboys were quite fortunate to get that um Zeke touchdown as well that there were some quite sloppy plays from the Titans' defence, which we'll come on to in a second. But both teams did a decent job. I think the Titans' defence kept their offence within reach of the Cowboys. I think that was important. It definitely didn't get away from them. Uh, and they got two interceptions, a sack and a forced fumble, which which has already covered, all on Dak. But then, yeah, those pass interference penalties, including a 51-yard one that led to the first of Schultz's touchdowns, that was a huge give-up. And that that's the one that moved the Cowboys further in front. So that and the 27 points conceded, that was seven fantasy points for the Titans D uh, in the scaled scoring. And I actually do think that the Dallas defense didn't do as well. Maybe they were resting some players on that side of the ball as well, which is which is why we saw the Titans stay in it a little bit more. I want to say that Dallas D have actually been the reason that the offense actually won quite a few games, you know, very much akin to the Steelers have been doing, you know, the Steelers D have kept the offense in the games as well to, to, keep things tight and keep things low scoring and they managed some big plays in this game as well so uh, an interception two sacks two forced fumbles one recovery I <laughs> said so they, they feel a little aggrieved to concede that many points led by Josh Dobbs and perhaps they plan for Malik Willis which is why things didn't go as well as we could have done but 12 points in scale scoring for the Cowboys team yeah big time
0: yeah they they, they absolutely planned for Malik, 100%. You know, that um, sort of dual threat quarterback. And then they got given Josh Dobbs and It took them by surprise. But that's, that's football, right? That is mm. it. Yeah, yeah. And expect the unexpected. Absolutely. For the final time this fantasy season, it is the injury report. So... It's probably more important this week if you are in a championship game rather than any other week this season. But we're going to give you a little heads up with who's been missing some practices and things like that, as always. Nothing last night to sort of talk about. So, crap straight on with the quarterbacks. And Jalen Hurts is the big one because he missed last week with a shoulder injury, but he did log a limited participation on Thursday so it could be the end of minshew mania already. Yeah, Jalen Hurts could be a massive play this weekend. Obviously, a lot of people with Hurts would have been um, stressing a little bit about it for, especially if they managed to get mm. through Week 16 without him. You know, you, you don't want to. I started Sam mm. Darnold and fortunately, in one league, I managed to get to Week 17. So this could be massive for me, <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of other people are in the same boat. Trevor Lawrence, he missed Wednesday's practice with a toe injury. He was upgraded to limited on Thursday, but he should start against the Texans. Two up, he suffered a concussion on Christmas Day. It was his second time in the concussion protocol within a very short space of time. And I reckon he'll miss this game against the Patriots. Lamar Jackson hasn't practiced again this week. So it looks to be Tyler Huntley once again.
1: The people have been speculating whether or not it's about the contract or something behind the scenes. But from the sounds of it, he, he, the the timeline is actually following something that's slightly more serious than the injury that people have expected for Lamar. And you, you've got to have you got to ask questions about why Tua's concussion came out after the game rather than being spotted during the game as well. That was something that came up on on the timelines. Yeah, it's going to be t- Teddy B coming into that game, I believe. Running backs-wise, quite a few big names who have missed out of practice this week. Alvin Kamara being one of them. He didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Was listed as a quad injury, but also as personal reasons as well. This might be something to do with the court case that's been leading up. The Saints might be out of the picture now. They may think it's better to cut losses now. Kamara, you know, doing what he needs to do early on. I might be wrong. It might be the quad injury. But you've got David Johnson... And Eno Benjamin as the backups, it's a tough matchup that they've got here. Going, um, I believe it's against the the Eagles, so a, a tough match to come into. James Connor, he was missing from practice Wednesday and Thursday, but um, the illness that he was listed with seems to have disappeared now. He was back at practice today and should be in line to play. Aaron Jones limited practice on Wednesday with knee and the ankle injury. His snap percentage and his opportunities have been a bit inconsistent in recent weeks, possibly because he hasn't actually been. Off the injury report for quite a while now, so keep an eye on him and AJ Dylan leading up to the game with the Vikings, and then Antonio Gibson. He has been ruled out of this weekend's game with the Browns. He uh, missed three practices with a knee and foot injury combo. Brian Robinson will be the lead back, and it is a good matchup as well.
2: There's some big fantasy names that are all touchy on this of all the weekends. All the week, yeah, (laughs) just it just it's always this way, though, isn't it? Like, we're talking about Henry Mm -hmm. being out for this last game, like, how big that was for some people who managed to get to the final and not having to put him
0: in the lineup. That's
2: that's a lot of points that
0: zero RB uh drafters as well missing Pollard for the same reasons. Like, he's been fantastic, hasn't he? And yeah, yeah, it's all gone back to how it started. Running backs, awful
2: it's just hard yeah. work it's hard work mm. hard work but that's why we kind of do it it's all that fun and games and trying to work out better ways to fill these rosters but anyway wide receivers then Stefan diggs he has been ill this week he missed his practice yesterday or from thursday shall we say but it depends on what he's doing today we need to we still haven't got a, a practice from him today so just kind of keeping an eye on that the bills And Diggs in itself, uh, the offence the last three games have been struggling. So just consider that when you kind of put, I mean, you don't really want to drop it off your starting roster. But the last three games, he has been dropping points. So it's something to think about. AJ Brown, his knee was limited on Wednesday. Also got a limited rest day on Thursday. So he looks to be starting player who is throwing in the ball, as we've already mentioned, is yet to be determined. Although he's that good, it doesn't really matter. Uh rookie Christian Watson, his hip has given him some jip. Uh <laughs> did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Thank you. Uh could likely be out this game as well, but we just need to check that Friday practice
0: and the designation for him on Sunday. That was brilliant. <laughs> I love that. Uh not not I don't love like the injury. Don't come, not the injury, the, the, the gag, the gag. <laughs> <laughs> before everybody comes to me now, but um tight ends anyway. Dawson Knox limited practice on Thursday due to a hip injury. I'm not going to say the joke again. (laughs) No contact jersey was worn, so it's Friday. That's going to be the telling point, I think. Mm Noah fan. he did not practice Wednesday due to a knee injury. So Will Disley could come to fruition. What is wrong with me? I can't say players' names. Um, It's more than just uh,
2: waking up to some Pringles and... Chocolate,
0: isn't it, mate? You've been. I, I think that's <laughs> what it is. I need some vegetables
1: in my system. Um, I think it's Will Disley. He, I think he's out as well. Um, I think it's fan. I think it was a good opportunity for fan, but I think Disley, and if Disley and fan are out, it could be Colby Parkinson. Maybe, maybe. There he's we someone. go.
0: I don't even know what I'm talking about. Rob is here to help us all out. <laughs> but anyway we'll move on from Seattle. Greg Dolchich, hamstring. He's missed two practices this week. He's likely going to be out Sunday, but it's difficult to say who will come in as a replacement because everybody else before haven't been known sort of consistency with mm-hmm. Russ and not not enough for fantasy value anyway. You probably would have been starting um so uh, look elsewhere on the waivers I reckon.
1: Yeah. Andrew Beck, tight end one for the uh, Broncos. <laughs> Get it
0: here. <laughs> as long
2: as somebody's that passing it to him, take. is he is he sat on the yeah. bench when he's getting the, the passes thrown to him?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Sorry, apologies, Broncos fans. Uh, it's also it makes me laugh every time someone says uh, Greg's proper name because as uh, as a group we we call him Chi, but I think that's, that's just us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. On to weak points. <laughs> All right, so weakest against quarterbacks. There's a slight drop in fantasy points, but the same teams across the board are hitting their uh, stats here. So Lions are still on top. They're down to 23.6 on average. Um, This week, they are home to Chicago. Justin Fields, as we all know, is very good with his legs. So we'll just see can he produce in the air in the same game. Hopefully, because I have him in one of my leagues. Uh, Dolphins. Another slight drop to 21.3 on average uh, this week there against the Patriots. Uh, Matt Jones gets a decent matchup here, but can his OC bring up the players to help him move the chains? Uh, the Titans, they have a slight drop to 20.8 versus the Cowboys, but obviously we have just seen that they did not do very well.
0: The Cowboys did all right against them. Yeah, most of most of Dak's points came in the second half. I think he was... On less than one point at halftime, which is uh, obviously, it was. If you started Dak in the championship game, you was uh, wiping your brow at the end of the game after <laughs> halftime. But um, yeah, weakest against running backs, same teams again, and another slight drop all around. So similar to the quarterbacks, really. But the Texans top of the list. They was at twenty eight point three. They're down to twenty seven point seven. And they face the Jaguars. So Travis Etienne, he looks like the man. Hasty has been the backup, but that hasn't meant too much when that passing attack is on form. Obviously, we've seen Mm -hmm. Evan Engram and Zay Jones and that um, come to the party in recent weeks. Second is the Seahawks, 26.2, now down to 25.9 points. They face the Jets. Now, this is an interesting one for me because... The Seahawks have been worse the second half of the season than at the start, and you've got Zonovan Knight, the rookie who's sort of come in to fill Brees Horseshoes, who's also a rookie, but he's done fantastic. And Michael Carter, so he might help out with Mike White coming back now, um, quarterback, keep the pressure off him a little bit. In third is the Browns, 24.8, only slightly down to 24.6. As Rob mentioned earlier, washington commanders is who they're facing antonio gibson's out so it's brian time i think that's the fourth time i've said it this season
1: yeah yeah
0: Yeah. he's the lead back this week so um obviously he's been in the committee with gibson gibson's out so let's go for brian robinson this week but Keep an eye for Curtis Samuel. If you have him on any benches, he could be um, flex-worthy maybe because he had a few nice games with um, Carson Wentz carrying the ball as well as catching.
1: Yeah, just just adding a little bit of extra dimension to that um, commander's attack. Uh, I quite like that move as well. Weakest against wide receivers. Now, this is probably one of the only positions where we've actually seen some ranking swaps over, um, which is going to be quite rare towards the end of the season. So the, uh, the Titans are still at the top. They have dropped slightly to 33.8 points uh, a game. They are against the Jaguars, which is a great matchup for Titans. They played last night. What are we talking about? No, we covered them. Uh, We'll go on to the Vikings. They are playing the Packers, and they have gone up to second now. They are 33.7 fantasy points on average. Christian Watson is questionable for the game. So this could be Romeo Dubs uh, in line for an increased share alongside Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins. Alan Lazard seemed to lead the pace last week with receiving. It could be the same again here. And we know that the Vikings like to put big scores uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, So this could be another good game for the Packers here. And then the Lions, they have dropped slightly to 33.6. Now they are down in third place. They are at the Bears. And there's not a whole lot to ring home about here because they've lost quite a few big players in the last season. Lost Alan Robinson. Dan Mooney's on IR. Chase Claypool is back to limited practice. And Equinemis St. Brown is dealing with a concussion. So they're already missing quite a few at the position. So that leaves Velas Jones and Dante Pettis to try and light up that porous Lions defence. Um, Velas Jones got a big play last week. Dante Pettis um, seems to have, have targets sewn his way well, so keep an eye on those two. Something notable as well, the Steelers, who remain top of this list for such a long time, they have now dropped out of the top three, even to fourth, and now they're down in fifth on the list. So stay away from uh, whoever's playing them. Who are, the, who are they playing, Pizzi?
2: We have got the Ravens this weekend. Stay away from the Ravens then. They ain't got no wide receivers anyway. Oh, there you go. <laughs> or a quarterback right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so hopefully that's a good thing for the Steelers. We need to keep that within well going. Uh, just uh, on wide receivers, Stefan Diggs' status has changed from questionable to healthy now, so that is good news. But yeah. Right. Weakest against the Titans then. Cardinals are the top. They've gone from 15 on average down to 14.8, so ever is slightly down. Um is good news for them but they are against the Falcons keeping out for Pruitt or Parker Hesse for a sneaky touchdown I like the way I swerved that one (laughs) (laughs) sorry my call Pruitt my call there
1: we go it's my call my call
2: my call right uh Seahawks they're in second they've gone from 14.8 down to 14.1 uh they are against the Jets so we've got Tyler Conklin or Uzama, who have carved out a little role for themselves. I like the look of Con- Conklin this matchup. Dolphins, they are in for 13 points, holding steady. They are at the Patriots, as we said. Hunt Henry working through his knee injury. So Jonathan Smith's still out of practice at the moment. And Matt Sokol is still on the practice squad. He has not been elevated either. He's played about six snaps all season. Uh, so just trying to work out what they're going to do in that position. Mm. Um, anyone else for a skill position there, take advantage of Chikorobi Myers. He's been one of my players through the last few seasons as kind of a, an under-the-radar guy. He's kind of steadily got f- further and further up the charts, which is good to see. Um, he has most snaps in the slot position,
0: whereas Hunter Henry has been the second highest from that slot position as well. So just one to watch how my evening's going, I'm so happy I didn't have to pronounce some of those names in the title (laughs) section.
1: You know. I want to say it's Matt Uh, Sokol. Matt Sokol, I think it is. Yeah,
2: I'll
1: run that. He won't be fancy fancy relevant this week, don't (laughs) worry.
2: Anyway, right, let's finish off
0: flex of the week. I shall kick us off on flex of the week so it's a guy we think who is flex worthy stick him in your flex spot he's going to get you maybe double figure points because of a nice matchup or how he's been playing or whatever but these are your flex of the weeks for the championship week so i've got drake london versus the arizona cardinals so since just before the changing of the guard a quarterback with uh the rookie desmond riddard obviously came in week 15 um since week 13 because they had the week 14 by drake london's targets have rocketed he's gone from like threes fours twos a week to 12 11 and nine targets the last three games it's well over a third of the pass attempts in atlanta they've been going his way these last three weeks he's had a 70 yard game and 295 plus yard games in those three he hasn't scored He hasn't scored a touchdown, but he still finished as a wide receiver two twice and a wide receiver three once. So I think even though you can plug him in as a flex, there is a safe floor there with the volume he's getting at the moment. Arizona are 11th versus wide receivers, which is all right. It's not too bad. But they rank 22nd in the red zone against the position. Mm -hmm. So there is the potential for him to see a few red zone looks, potentially get a touchdown. There's chinks in that Arizona armor now. Especially with no Budabaker. Baker, he's hit IR, obviously from the Arizona secondary. So that's opened things up a little bit, and yeah, Drake London this week.
1: It'll be nice to see if if people have have made it made it this far without using Drake London to to an extent because he hasn't really done anything at the first start of the season, and yeah, uh, now firing it up for these playoff playoff weeks. Um, hopefully will really help people. Um, I've gone for a wide receiver as well. Another another rookie. Um, Romeo Dubs. I've gone for uh, the Green Bay Packer wide receiver. Kind of a story of two halves with this one. I'm not, I'm not going to go on as long as I did with Chase Claypool a couple of weeks ago, because that was, turned out awfully. But it's a big game for Aaron Rodgers, this one. It's a big divisional rival. Uh, the Vikings are comfortably leading the division, and it could almost be seen uh as contenders for the throne for green bay who've who've been comfortably winning that division for for quite some time. There's still a chance for Green Bay to make the playoffs and there's a chance for them to put a dampener on the Vikings solid regular season. Watson hasn't practiced all week which leaves targets for the rest of that core, including Dobbs. Uh, and he's seen a solid floor in many games this season as well. So um I- I'd expect the ball to keep going in his direction his yards per completion rate is really good as well so that helps with the points from yardage and the Vikings have all already as we talked about considered the second highest fantasy points uh, per season to the position and as we know we've seen some epic battles between the Vikings and their opponents racking up those scores, we've seen big comebacks as well Um, so I think this is going to be a big scoring game and a chance for offensive positions to rack up those big numbers
2: Yeah, I like Dubs it's as you say. This strange start to the season and the way that the Green Bay kind of, of offensive started to tick over nicely in the last few weeks as well has been uh, good to see too. So nice I like that. Uh, just to make it a trio of wide receivers. Obviously, we don't care mm-hmm. about these running backs, even though all these running backs that are going into the fantasy <laughs> season uh, cropped We're not trying to find anyone a, a nice solid backup for them. Anyway. For me, it's Isaiah Hutchins. He is a New York Giants wide receiver. In the last four games, he has scored three touchdowns, um, on all of which he has been over 80% for the snap share as well. So the last four game targets and receptions are as follows, 6-for-5, 6-for-4, 4-for-4 and 12-for-8. So he's been picking up nicely and he's been doing very well with it. Uh, This week, the Giants go up against the Colts, and although the Colts sacked Herbert four times last week, the main two wide receivers went for 76 and 104 yards, so plenty of opportunities for the Giants to pass and send it Hodgins way.
1: Yeah, I mentioned him last week. I think the Giants had a good matchup in wide receiver as well, and Hodgins was one of the I highlighted as a red zone target, <coughs> and it has just just seems to be getting in the right position to get those touchdowns. Jones seems to trust him,
0: which yeah, which is really which well. is really
1: good for a flex uh, flex spot.
0: It's it's really uh, funny with. New York at the minute because you've got like Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins that are clear two and three, but neither of them are really the two or the three. Mm. Hodgins has obviously been getting them red zone looks, like you say, over Richie James, but their volume is very similar. And yeah. for, for this week, yeah, I I, I I like Hodgins for you know, if you if you've been tattered with injuries and things like that and you've mm. you've obviously picked him up off waivers because he you wouldn't have drafted him or Richie Jones, but it's not
1: a bad week. not at all. Yeah, like it. Just before we
2: uh, sign off as well, so John Harbour, he said it's fair to assume that quarterback Tyler Huntley will start on Sunday. So I'm guessing that Jackson is not practising this week and not playing this week.
1: Oh, Oh. that means I'm running in the Steve Raines Bowl final with one quarterback.
2: I was
0: going to say zero quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) That's not good. (laughs) And who is your one? That's the question.
1: Mr. Trevor Lawrence. That's it.
0: all right. You can I'll take it. No, Yeah, I'll take that. You can work with that. You can work with that. He's That's definitely um, bumped himself up from oh. sort of a backup, you know, one QB league, sort of like your second QB you draft. If you leave it late, you might grab, say, him and a Kirk Cousins and you can alternate oh. and play the matchup. But to, I think he'll be within them top 12 next season. He's had a solid part of the year, hasn't he? Whereas he was so inconsistent at the start. But yeah. I think it's more of Doug Peterson's got things going now. He's worked out what's what. And yeah, Jags are doing it, man. I, I really like Trevor Lawrence as well.
1: Yeah, I like the look of um, Lawrence to Ridley next season as well. <sighs>
0: yeah, that's a massive ad, isn't it, as well? Mm. Yes, big time.
2: Big time. Right, boys, that is it. 2022 is in the books. Good luck to all those of you who are in the Championship Finals or go to third-place playoffs that have still got a bit of money attached to it. Anything like that, just even if it's for a bit of fun, uh, enjoy this last fancy weekend. Happy New Year as well, mm-hmm. coming into that. Yeah. Uh, and until 2023, keep rocking.